All right. So today we're here for the acorn ketchup and we're going to go a few, go over a few topics today. Um, my first topic is you living in Tennessee. So I'm sure you've heard of the Nashville hot chicken, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have any around you and have you partaken in it? Okay. So I, I, I became aware of Nashville hot chicken. Like many people probably became aware of Nashville hot chicken. Some fast food conglomerate informed me <laughs> that there was another way that you could eat fast food or you could eat chicken. Yeah. Like it's probably KFC because they're the ones who are like, Hey, chicken can be a bun too. Do you remember that atrocity when? Yeah. 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 They're like, what if we had a chicken sandwich that was actually just chicken for the buns and we put bacon in the middle? Yeah. And then like, then they got stuck with like, they had a dry chicken sandwich. They needed sauce, but they, yep. but they kind of managed it. But yeah. So I, I think that was when I became like, I think whenever I got into, or I became introduced to Nashville or to hot chicken, like it was in some bastardized way that mm -hmm. it was. And like, you know, it, that, that terrible whatever sauce that KFC is going to put on there that's radioactive, that's that shade of orange that doesn't exist in any form of nature. Fair. That, like, it, I think that may have been my first, my first dabble at it. And I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. But, like, since then, like, <clears throat> what's not to love with, like, chicken, hot sauce, and it being fried? But <laughs> oddly enough, we haven't really partaken. I haven't seen a lot of, like, food trucks around here. Is this, are you a, are you a, a hot chicken fan? Am I missing out? Like, what's my, what's, what, what do I need to be doing here? Um, I've just heard a lot of uh, hype around the Nashville hot chicken and that it's starting to expand out to other places now and that it's supposedly really, really good. And I'd like to try it at some point, but I haven't been able to find a spot that does it. Right. I'm going so. to I'm gonna have to talk to some of the locals and get some recommendations yeah. and whatnot. So like we haven't gotten to partake in like a ton of like the, the food scene here right, been, like, right. out and about as much. We do. I am very familiar with the food trucks that do frequent like our neighborhood during COVID and everything. There were like f seven or eight different food trucks that would come through all the time and they would just kind of like park in their different spots. That's so I'm cool. uh, shout out to Waffly Good. They uh, if, if you ever need some like brunch waffles or waffles with Phillies. Yeah. Chicken and waffles. Fabulous. Waffly good. Highly, highly recommend. But yeah, so we, we've learned some of those things. We haven't got to really test all the food culture, which I, I'm excited. We're, we're moving now. We're moving to Richmond. So Richmond, I guess, and food culture are, are one and the same. So there, uh, it's a it's a very foody place. So I'm kind of excited about that. Nice. But yeah, I'm gonna have to up my game with the with the Nashville hot chick. I, and I think maybe some of the Nashville stuff, maybe a little bit of resentment. Because how often I have to explain to people that I do not live in Nashville, right? Like that. family members, friends, you know, like myself. Every once, like the other day, someone was like, "Where you at?" I think I said Nashville. I was like, "That's not, that's not where I live. I live in Knoxville." Yeah, right. Like represent, but yeah. So uh, I, I think maybe it's a little bit of like I don't want I don't want people confused because if I just had my Instagram and Snapchat was but like Nashville hot chicken, it might be a little confusing. I might be right. people's strength, but yeah. So uh, that interesting topic. I like. I like where. What is the What is the native Illinois Indian like? What is What is the food? Is there a regional food for your part of the world? Um, right now? 
So this area is big for the, the outside of St. Louis area is is big Italian area. Mm-hmm. So there's like uh, a cheese here that's local. It's called Prevel. They put it on everything and it's fantastic. Okay. Um, it's like a mixture of sharp cheddar and Swiss, I believe, something like that, and Prevel or pr- provolone. Um, and they also do fried ravs here, which is a really local cuisine. Fried ravs is a very uh, emo's pizza, right? It's a yeah, Emos is a is a local St. Louis pizza chain that does sandwiches, salads, all that good stuff, and of course, it's Prevel on everything. But yeah, so that's uh, so Emos uses that cheese. Yep. Okay, so that's that that is growing up in in Missouri. Like I'm I'm, I'm aware, right? You know, like everyone's like, oh, I gotta get toasted rab. Like this is gonna sound monstrous, and I know there will be there. Like if my friends and family listen to this. Toasted ravioli is pretty good, but it's not. It's not. It's not that amazing. Like the pizza's better. It's. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's other things besides, like you know, any sort of pizza that doesn't have pineapple on it. Just like any kind of pizza that doesn't consist of. Are you a pineapple on pizza guy? Uh, pineapple on pizza is great. It's fantastic. It hurts my soul a little bit. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not as I'm not as big of a monster as I as I previously was, but I guess but I guess I'm getting there. So one of the things, the other one, of the, we'll switch topics now. But I, I did want to talk about ads, and, and part of the conversation we had around ads did stem from the meme that I sent you. Right. And, g- g- explain the meme just a little bit for for the for the group. So the meme was uh, I'm gonna pull it up so I don't mess it up here real quick. That'll, make it, it, that'll make it a lot easier, right? We have the wonder of video. Right. It's basically saying that like. You have you have an app to listen to music on, it's like Spotify or Apple or whatever it may be, and you just have the free version that has ads on it, right? Mm-hmm. So people that hear the ads are like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want to hear your ads. I'm not going to buy your products because I'm listening to your ads and you're forcing me to listen to them." But they won't, in fact, buy the actual product. Yeah, because the that joke, they're listening to. Yeah, pull that thing up real quick because the joke is actually like the jokes on multiple people in this because I totally understand what these people are saying. And like, there's some deep down spot inside that you're like, oh my gosh, I've been interrupted. What does interrupted mean? And you're like, oh, yeah. it is this. And I will never buy, I will never buy again. Pull that up. Yeah, I'll get it here in a second. Gotcha. Yeah. So like the joke is really on those people at the end of the day. Right. Because I mean, you're already like getting that for free and like getting a service that's already pretty decent for free let alone like be that mean about someone just putting an ad on there to try and well, get you to the, the, the I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's the question, the question, <laughs> the question does lie though. Like in what we brought up earlier, what I wanted to get into with this besides just the meme is like, are there places in this world where they're sac- like that are sacred that are ad free that if you have an ad there, then that is considered within bad taste because for some people an ad within their music stream they consider that bad taste or their music stream is some way shape or form sacred and like are there sacred areas and i was thinking the first thing that we normally think of when we think of sacred a lot of times we think of the bathroom right so like the sake like don't be marketing to me or selling to me in the bathroom until you've been to like any loves truck stop or any college any place that has like any sort of like 
framed up marketing and stuff like in the bathrooms, you realize that like, oh, that's just kind of prime real estate. Like, what do you want to do? If there's ever a spot when people are staring at the wall more intensively, it is the bathroom at the bar at a, like any of those places. Like you have mo most of the gentlemen are, are eyes straight ahead. You're, you're focusing right there. And like, that's great marketing space. And traditionally, you, we would think, hey, no marketing, no advertising stuff in the bathroom. Also, if you're a business and you're thinking about marketing in your bathroom, uh, hold on, take it easy. It may <laughs> that may be that may be a sacred space or a sacred zone, especially for your client and who you're you're looking at. But That's I think true. overall, it's trying to like, what do you what do you think? Are there are there sacred spaces? And like, I guess we need to think about this from like a marketing perspective. Is like what spaces are sacred to you? What spaces are sacred to your clients? What spaces are sacred to the people who you're actually trying to market to? Hmm. If you think about like people, if, if someone's angry that they're seeing an ad or hearing an ad from a particular person, I'm mostly frustrated as a marketer that my ad got in front of someone who didn't care about it because it means we're probably not targeting super well. Right. But past that, I don't really see any, like any ill will because like, you're not taking very many people who are on the fence about buying your product right are now going to go, Nope, I'm out compared right. to the number of people that you're actually going to convert. Yeah. The way I see ads is like, I, I generally think that an ad that is targeted to me is there for a reason. And I might actually be using that product, right? It's actually targeted to me specifically. It's not just random. It's not just something annoying that's popping up that doesn't have anything to do with me, right? That's what I kind of like about targeted ads are actually useful. They're not just random stuff, right? And I think as far as like a place that's sacred, I don't think there is any anymore, right? Like I think it's all open, open game right now. You know, I think you can put an ad anywhere and somebody's not going to look twice and be like, oh, what is that? What is that doing here? You know? I think it's just open season on ads at this point, as far as space goes. Yeah. And like for better or for worse. Yeah. And like one of the things that I think that people misunderstand is like not everyone sees ads all the time. Right. Like you could be staring at an ad, your brain could be digesting an ad and you could not understand that you're being advertised right. to. Yeah. Cause that's just called good advertising. Right. It's really like, good advertising. Yeah. And like, so one of the reasons why at times like I always like, People, if you're going to be, if you're doing business and you're past a certain level, you should be working with people who market specifically and like marketing is what they do. And it's not just because like, oh, you need to pay someone more money. It's you need someone who reads the ads when they're advertised to. Right. So like, and you've made fun of me for this multiple times because like on my Facebook feed, and here's a reason why how I know that I'm a marketer is because on my Facebook feed, I get almost a two to one or one to three rate like sorry a one to two or a one to three ratio of ads to posts ads to content because i look at and read the different ads and i read the different ad copy because i want to know who writes the best ads i want to know how they sell things i want to know what audiences and markets are buying different things why did they target this to me why am i like how much do you do i think they paid to put this in front of me Mm -hmm. learning all of those things about what who writes good copy what makes for good copy what is good like helps us understand what it takes to help businesses convert in a digital online world mm -hmm. whether it's with physical products or it's physical products that are tied to digital solutions 
all of those different things, us knowing what it takes to convert in marketing is why it's why we do marketing. And it's also why like a lot of eight, like a great HR manager is going to be up to date on all the stuff that has to do with HR. And they're going to be on top of those industries. And like, as you get bigger as a business, you really need those people to specialize. And not everyone has the opportunity to hire someone as a marketer in house who can help them with these things. So right. that's where we get to help out. And we really provide a lot of that value with our clients. So I strongly am adamant to that about people is just make sure that you're working with somebody who you need a nerd. You need a nerd who's going to check out the ads, who's going to like click the buttons and figure out how everything works because there's a lot going on there. And there's a lot of people out there who will take a few bucks to give you something that may work, or you may just never know how to use that tool properly. Right. And they gave you a Ferrari, but they didn't teach you how to put the keys in the ignition and turn around and drive it. Yeah. So these are all there's all this important parts when it comes to advertising and, and deciding what's important for your audience and, and picking marketers. So Yep. True. Well, I mean, now we're in the the zone of people are actually not working. They're probably staring at a lot of ads right now and not doing a whole lot right. of uh, anything. <laughs> right. That is that is that we've we've seen that. So if you like you are on social media and you're seeing people who are like we, we see a lot like you, there's two camps, right? It's the camps of the people who are who've been working for a long time and they've been always miserable and they're letting others know that like, hey, they've been working miserably for a long, long time mm. and they don't feel that it's fair. And like there's something to be said about that. And like I get that. And we also see a lot of the posts of people talking about how like everyone's hiring, but no one can get help and everything. And like, there's one thing that I think that people have forgotten about that a lot of these businesses have always been hiring, right? Yep. They've, they've always been hiring and they've always struggled with hiring. Now they're really, really, really struggling. Yep. But the thought is like, why did they struggle in the first place? Because not to be like the clickbait title and everything, but like there is a big, there is, I think there's a big, there, there's a big influx of two different things here. It's do people not want to work? And sometimes if it's more advantageous for people to not work, they're going to choose to not work than rather than choose to work. The other part is do people not want to work or do they not want to work for you? Or do they not think that working for you is going to give them an advantage in life? Because it's a, it's a different sales proposition than we've ever really been faced before. Because if you're trying to get people to work for you and go, Hey, I'm going to trade you $15 an hour for your time. And like at the end of two years, you're going to have that much money and I, we're going to be better off for it. I'm going to have some stuff done. But if you can't now sit down and talk with a person and say, Hey, I'm going to pay you this much over this period of time. And I think that you're going to improve from a skill set perspective that we're going to make you more valuable to the company, to yourself, to future employers, to everything. And now that person knows that, hey, after a year, you're going to be exponentially more valuable to on the open market as an individual, as a professional to our team than you were a year ago. That is a that is a selling comp, that that is a that is a pitch towards employees. Right. That like no matter what, it, it, if no matter what, this is a great company to come from. This is a great company to be with. Like we want to grow with your success as opposed to a lot of these people that are struggling to get people are trading time for labor and people are tired of it. 
people are not super interested in just trading time for labor. And I'm not sure that they should, especially if, if you are, if you're an individual where you think that your knowledge, your know-how, the skills and stuff that you bring to the table can really drive value, then maybe trading your time for money isn't the best thing for you. Maybe it's learning how to increase your skill set and increase the value that you can deliver in a shortened amount of time. Because that that's my goal and that's the goal for the people I have on my team is maybe we don't have to work 50, 40 hours a week in order to reach the productivity and the goals and, and the success that we want to reach. And we, we, wanna, we want that for other people. And like getting people to join the team with that message gets a lot better results. It's like, <clears throat> we're not trying to just get you to grind 40 hours and trade your time for money. And like, that's the different pitch that I think that a lot of small businesses, like we have as small businesses, we have the flexibility to offer those different types of things. Right. Whereas some bigger businesses and stuff, they're, they have to just plug bodies in and they're looking to fill bodies and stuff. And like, I yeah. get it. That kind of existence becomes miserable. And a lot of those things that, those are all things that we need to happen in, in like our, in our society in order for things to continue and for us to, you know, prosper and do what we need to do. But it's, 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 it is something that we have to look at as a society to go, is this a problem? Like, is this a problem with people or is this a problem with how we've set this up? Because like, it's not like, because people were people and, and historically would work these jobs because they've had to. Right. Right. Now, when we take away the absolute have to, we're taking out the percentage of jobs in which people are willing to trade their misery for money. Right. And like, I guess as a society, we're going to decide that we're we're that's what 15 percent of the population is going to do. Yeah. Or that 15 percent of the population is going to take this time and really look for jobs in other sectors where they don't have to do that. And the people who change the rules a little bit and don't stick with the status quo are going to pick up a lot more of that 15%. Yep. For sure. So if you're an employer out there and you're looking to go like, cause like right now there's net, I don't know that there's ever been a better time. Like we have, we have this conversation about people not wanting to work, but the people who aren't working, we've never had a better selection of people available in the workforce than we currently do now. True. And like people can sit here and they can be victims about it, or they can look at it as though like if we change what we offer to who we're offering it to, and in this case it points the workforce, that like they might get better results than everybody else around. Preach. I guess. <laughs> get the choir out. Get it out. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. It's a, it only makes sense to to move forward this at this point. You know, we've we've reached this point of like people don't have to completely be miserable with their lives and the pandemic has kind of forced the hand, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're at a point where like it's, it's make or break. And if you don't want to change the way you do business, then you may not be making it through. Right. Half the things that we're losing, like to an extent, like if Wendy's down the street, isn't open, maybe people go to the grocery store. Right. Right. All these things that we've been like, well, what if we don't have this? What if there's no one to flip our burger? What if there's no who's going to do this? Well, maybe those aren't things that we necessarily all have to do or that yep. we necessarily have to have. So 
Some of the jobs may become fewer, may become further between. But I think it, for those in the competitive market, we are where we are, and like it's time to compete. So time to compete. Time to compete. Well, I think that's it for today, man. Yeah, that was great. Right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, you can subscribe to us or hit the like and keep up with us. Uh, we do this kind of daily, kind of weekly. We'll be here around from time to time. So the not so daily, daily show. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you guys.